Hi, Jason. Hello, Henrietta. How are you? Oh, I am very tired this morning, but I'm doing well. Uh, at last, <laughs> last podcast, we were operating on all cylinders, and things continue in that vein. Just the season, though. This is before summer. There's just a lot of work on, and for me, a lot of travel. Yes. Oh, you're going to Jamaica tomorrow. I am going to Jamaica tomorrow. That's and so exciting. Very excited. I'm, I'm working on a project there, and um, I am very excited to reveal that soon enough. I'm very excited to see the output of that. <laughs> well, welcome to The Conversations with Jason Campbell and Henrietta Galena. Hi. <laughs> and this week, we are going to tackle the subject of legacy um, for a number of reasons, and we'll, we'll dive into that shortly. Uh, and let, let's pose the question, should we all be considering this issue of legacy? Um... Yeah, I guess it actually is an issue. That's an interesting way of putting it. Um, but should we all be considering our legacy? Like, of course, I think that's a big part of why we're here, to leave some sort of imprint. Well, that seems to be the obvious answer. But I have to tell you, personally speaking, I've never I've never considered my legacy. Well, here's the thing. I think, you know, we, should, we can discuss legacy in, in a different way. I consider my legacy to the extent that I conduct myself in a certain way and I deliver a certain positive message to people over my lifetime and will continue to do so till I, till I die. So in many ways, I consider that being a good person or, or at least the best person that I can be, putting that forward and try to be, trying to be consistent in that has been a, a, an important part of, I guess, my personal legacy. But I don't think about it in the same way than, let's say you know, being remembered as this uh, as accomplished person in, the, in those sort of traditional ways. I've never really considered it in that way. Well, it's all relative because I think whether it's the feeling that you leave behind um, or how you want people to remember you versus, um, you know, being remembered for your achievements or your wealth or the, the companies that you grew, I think any consideration is, is consideration. Now, as a mother, do you think that you you have a legacy is of greater importance to you than, say, myself, who do not have a child, and I don't sort of bounce things off of that uh, profile? Um, to be honest, not so much my personal legacy. I think that my my child or my children will be my legacy. Okay. So I think the way that I raise them, the lessons that I impart onto them, and then the way that they go out into the world is a reflection of the life that I've led okay. and what I've done on this earth. Um, but that is a good question. I, I do think it's all relative, though, because I don't think that one trumps the other. I think that everyone, particularly in this kind of digital social media age, everyone's really thinking about their legacy. Weirdly enough, while they're here, whereas I think it's normally something traditionally <laughs> that you think about, or not even while you're here, sorry, while as you're going along, whereas I think typically it's something you tend to think about towards the end of your life. Right. Um, because you live in the moment, you do, like you say, you do, you do, you do. And then as it comes to that crescendo, you're kind of like, okay, like what you take stock and you think about it. Whereas I think in this age of social media, everyone's really curating their life and their experiences around 
how they want to be perceived when they are here and when they're not here. And I think in many ways, that's why this issue came up. That's how we came upon this issue for this, for this edition of this, of this podcast. And I have been looking at people like Anna Wintour. And just yesterday, I read an article about Naomi Campbell. Yes. Who, you know, gasp, uh, mentioned that it, the, the event that she's doing in Cannes, Fashion for Relief, uh, that may possibly be the last time she walks in a runway show. She was speaking about... Don't believe that for a second. <laughs> hanging up her pumps and, uh, and assuming a different role. And that role, talk about another gasp, is as, is as philanthropist. <laughs> Sorry, but you see, you've seen her carefully craft this this identity. Her next chapter, her next chapter. Yeah. over the last couple of years. I mean, remember all of those bad stories that we all know about Naomi Campbell from the day, from the eighties through the nineties through the years. Um, you know, from everything from like you know keeping other black models off the runway uh, to to throwing phones at at employees and so on and so forth. That 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 was a marred. Her legacy would have been marred if it carried on with that narrative. But she has changed it to philanthropist. She's now helping, you know, um, uh, talents of color in the business. She's made that her platform. The new and supers. The, the, right, the new supers. I mean, she... Anything uh, happens around the world. There's a birthday. <laughs> it's on her Instagram. She is there. And to, to be fair, she started crafting this narrative, I think, with um, her grandfather, as she Nelson called it. Mandela. Nelson Mandela. And so she's been crafting it, but she has really stepped up. Uh, the efforts to make sure that her legacy, and I, while she hasn't expressed it in such a way, it feels, it's very obvious that's what she's crafting. The thing about it is, I think that, again, that's when what happens when you pivot in the public eye. I think there was a nugget of that throughout her entire career. I just think it's been overshadowed. I know that we differ in that opinion of you or kind of like, there was one Naomi and now there's a new Naomi, almost like a Naomi rebrand. Um, but, well put. But her affinity to even like Nelson Mandela, that was a very symbiotic relationship. And I feel like he wasn't someone that suffered falls. And there was something that he genuinely saw in her as being soft and as being sort of smart. And I think there was something in her that he was trying to activate. Anyway, that being aside, yeah, everyone's really looking at kind of the legacy that they're leaving behind, especially someone as high profile, um, you know, as Naomi Campbell. And you spoke about Anna Winter, mm. which I think is a really interesting issue of legacy, particularly in this transparent, I keep talking about digital social media, but I just think that there's a level of transparency that people are really pivoting towards what their legacy really means. It's not enough to just have built a prolific magazine or publishing house or company or you know this the the I think the codes of your personality and the way you've done it I think ring true as well so I think that someone like Anna Winter who is known as the ice queen the iron maiden all of those things is trying to soften her image and now she's championing inclusivity and like all types of activism I, I mean I have to I have to mention that you just mentioned her um now uh her platform is about inclusivity and so forth Everywhere I turn, it seems I've never seen this much color that people of color associated to the Vogue brand. I mean, I got to tell you, every time I go online and I see anything associated to Vogue right now, it is a color situation. Look at the recent Met Ball. I mean, the Met Ball, it could have been like a Black Lives Matter uh, event as far as... I was going more of like BET Awards. And, and, you know, there's been a, a, a real 
exclusion <laughs> of people of color over the decades. Involved. And she has really shepherded that. Like she has been touted as the ultimate gatekeeper. So I do attribute a lot of that exclusion to her. I think the pivot is really interesting. I thought the theme of the Met Ball was interesting. This whole idea of Catholicism and religion and people call her the high priestess. And it just all felt very... Um, Ceremonial? A little bit. It felt very tied to her legacy. I think, and how she wants to be remembered. And it was the biggest exhibition ever, over 60,000 square feet across two museums. And it was just the grandiosity of it all, I think, was really about what she wants to leave behind. And I think that, yeah, she's completely looking at her legacy and reconciling a lot of the, say, challenges throughout her career in the last I'd say three years. And I, that's what we've seized upon. We've seized upon that energy in the air. It's kind of evident. It may seem like, why are we discussing legacy? It's a bit left field, but it's actually not left field at all, um, as exempl- uh, exemplified by Kanye West as well. I think a lot of what he has been uh, talking about and going through is, to, is, is concerned about his legacy, making sure he's re- remembered as a genius, someone who really pushes the envelope, clowning culture, and all of those sort of things i think a lot of that is wrapped up and <laughs> where he's, he's concerned and where the other examples we've given are concerned i think a lot of that has to do with self-importance um self-centeredness and and them wanting to live on <laughs> live on beyond this age to a degree but i think that largely when you are so well known and you've worked so because let's not forget i mean as much as we joke, the Anna Winters, the Naomi Campbells, the Kanye's, like they've worked fucking hard to get to where they are and throughout their entire career. And I think that there is often a reckoning or a taking stock of what that all culminates in. Like if you look at someone like Harvey Weinstein, while that's like a dramatic um, and extreme example, you could be referred to as God and essentially build Hollywood. (laughs) And it means nothing you know, within the court of public opinion because that has taken you down. So I think that actually, yeah, when you work really hard for something, you ultimately want it to mean something to culture and and stand the test of time. And I think that with digital and social media, gone are the days where it's like you need an e-true Hollywood story to explain the, the, the skeletons and the details of your life. Or, you know, you watch a documentary about Judy Garland and like, oh, I didn't know she was depressed and da-da-da. <laughs> but it's always lensed in in this kind of light of legacy where you're looking at it retrospectively through rose-tinted glasses so you can kind of romanticize anything whereas here it's like you are exposed you are vulnerable like people see the negatives they jump on it they've already tarnished your reputation so I think people are thinking about their legacy and trying to reconcile what that looks like in real time and I I think that's why things sometimes look really disingenuous But I I think you brought up an excellent point there concerning Harvey Weinstein and the whole Me Too thing. Uh, Because I think about those those guys that have been caught up in the scandal, the Charlie Roses um, of the world. They could have literally built, you know, like a new planet and it means nothing. (laughs) It means it has been burnt to ashes. It means nothing now. Right. And, And, you know, these kind of guys, let's be honest, these are the kind of guys who would be super concerned with their with their legacy. Matt Lauer um, is another one. And there's a list of these kind of... Bill um, Crosby. Bill Crosby. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. And to see their legacy 
disintegrate in front of their eyes, it also <laughs> begs to question, well, then what is the importance of it if it can disintegrate so quickly? And what does it mean for these kind of guys? You know what I mean? Do they all of a sudden just determine that like, oh, you know what? It wasn't important anyway. You know what I mean? I did what I did. Forget about the legacy. I made these coins. Life is fine. Or is it really, does it, is that the, the, the real jab to the ego to have literally um, disintegrate in the, in the public's eye like that? I think particularly when it comes to that archetype of that male ego, it's like you can die poor, fat and on the toilet, but you're, you're, if your legacy is intact, you'll be okay. And I genuinely okay. think that it is, it's massively important because it's just this God complex of just building and building and building and bulldozing anything that gets in your way. And I think it has more to do with legacy than it has to do with wealth. Obviously, it has a lot to do with power, but I think it's power and legacy. Those two things work hand in hand. And I think you could you could take Harvey Weinstein's money. He'll figure out how to rebuild it. You take his legacy, he's fucked. I, and I, I agree with that. Um, I agree with that assessment. Now, how much of how much of legacy is about passing on wisdom? <laughs> I love the pause on that. <laughs> I think it depends on who you are and what you do. I think if you look at someone like Maya Angelou, I think that so much of her power still lives on after she's gone because it's in her words, it's in the way that people remember her, it's in people like Oprah who keep that legacy alive. Same with Nelson Mandela, like these massive, massive, massive cultural figures. You're being remembered for what you contributed to the world. That and power always lives on and, and what you've imparted onto the world. I think it comes when you're a visionary. You know, if you look at MLK, like there are all of these kind of examples of visionaries who were ahead of their time or who spoke truth to power in a way that resonates so much now. You and I often talk about the words of James Baldwin and how we're just like, how was he ever around when he was? It's like he's living today he, he and so witnessing crazy. culture today. Like it's... It's incredible how timeless this power is. Um, you know, as it pertains to like an Anna Winter, Naomi Campbell type figure, I don't know, because things are changing and things are, the rules are being rewritten. Um, now for you, do you have this personal desire to have your name on a building? Let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about really imprinting. I barely um, put my face on an Instagram post, so. <laughs> um, no, but I don't think that I... I'm the best example. I'm someone who just wants to do the work and I would almost, I would almost rather build something and no one know who I am but know what I've built than be like, that's the woman that did, you know, I, I saw her in Times Square, she did that. I'd rather you not know who I am but you know what I did, if that makes sense. Fair enough. But that's, um, that's a legacy in and of itself, though. That being remembered for what you did, that's a, that's a part of it. That's, that's a real definition of a legacy. That is true. I do think that it's harder and harder to think about legacy in this age because there's just so much noise. There's definitely a lot of noise. And there's, there's a question in that, is that are millennials and the younger generation, are they thinking about this? Is this important to them? Do they look at Mark Zuckerberg and they want to leave that kind of imprint on the planet or they're not motivated that way? I'm not sure if we're the two best people to speak about that, but I wonder that. I wonder if they're motivated that way. But I think that that's the thing about legacy and it goes back to this idea of examples of the past, how it, its legacy is looked at through rose-tinted glasses versus what's happening today because it depends on how you 
perceived legacy if it's just a case of being remembered or if it's a case of being remembered in a positive light. Because even someone like Mark Zuckerberg, for all that he's built and for how he's propelled culture to a certain degree, I don't know yet where that's going to land historically in terms of the impact it's had on culture. Because ultimately you have Facebook fatigue, Facebook depression, his whole involvement in that Russia collusion, Russian collusion investigation. Right the whole issues with data, I'm sure that there's just going to be a whole... I mean, listen, he's not even in his mid-30s at this point. Like, I'm sure there's a whole 30 years of mess to come. <laughs> and so, yeah, you have to think about legacy and what that means. Obviously, he, he and his wife are massive philanthropists, and, but it's not all positive is what I'm saying. So even something as monumental as building and inventing Facebook, I don't know if your legacy is always what you want it to be. And, and I also think about, is legacy about impacting as many people as possible? Does it make it more meaningful somehow? Or it's not really about the numbers? I think what I honestly think, in honesty, is I think in this age of redefinition, the idea of legacy is changing. And I kind of realized this in real time while having this conversation with you, because legacy, at least to me, and my understanding of it, was always this idea of the values and the ideals that you, and the wisdom that you've, you know, this work that you've built, it, it yes. kind of lives beyond you and can live outside of you in a way that I don't think we're thinking about that today. I just think we're thinking about being remembered by any means necessary. Yeah, it just means being remembered in and amongst all of this noise. You know, I think that it has a lot to do with the sensationalization of how we digest content and news and remember things. It's like, even if you look at what's happening in this administration, um, there's a joke that, you know, something that would have been headline news for the entire year right. in previous administrations <laughs> is a small excerpt next to the penal implant advertisement. Absolutely. And so I think it's just things are just getting crazier and crazier. Everyone's one-upping, one-upping, one-upping. You know, numbers are so astronomical, you know, when it was all about Thriller was like the biggest deal. Now people are selling those numbers of records in a day. Like, I just feel like everything's become so accelerated that the idea of legacy just in, inherently changes. And I have to say, I'm on the, um, the other side of the coin on legacy. I, I think I started out this conversation by speaking about how, how I tr treat someone and leaving that legacy on the planet. Also, you know, living your passion, living as an authentic person, like those kind of things. I think they undoubtedly touch lives. And then others played forward, and that lives. Yeah, you, you may not, one may not attribute a name to that, to that imparting of knowledge or imparting of that uh, living life authentically. But uh, but I think it does permeate, and it does have lasting impact. So to me, if I were to say, if I'm I'm interested in leaving a legacy, it most definitely would fall along those lines. I don't care that someone remembers my name um, after my death, and I surely don't care about having my name on a building or anything of that kind, but I would like to know that I left a good impression by being the best person that I can. And I think that is really admirable, and I, I love that because I think it's also harder and harder to do in a world where, again, with social media, we're more connected, but on contact we're more disconnected Precisely. and there's so much competition we're so busy there's so much uh there's such an influx of information it's harder to do those things it's harder to live an authentic life it's harder to live in your truth and in your power it's harder to be authentic it's harder to 
think about the way you make people feel and not the way the world is making you feel. 100%. It's becoming harder to not project your shit on other people. Like all of these things that sound like really simple values, I think are getting harder and harder to achieve. So actually, even when I think about my daughter, I just think about the simple things that we took for granted. And I'm like, oh my God, if I could impart that onto her or allow her to live that level of life, with all of the extra distractions that she'll have with social media and being able to move around the world a lot more easier and freely and all of those kinds of things. Like, I think I would have done a good job because while it wasn't a simpler time, I think that's always a myth. It did feel like a simple time and I, a simpler time and I would love to impart some of that on her so that she kind of really understands a lot of the ideas that you're talking about because I think that's so difficult to do this day and age. I agree. And then that will be your legacy. Oh, that's a nice thought. And on that note, let's wrap it up. Bye. Bye. Uh, it's my time for something.